Many of you probably have this memorized by now. It says this, pursue love. Everybody say love. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. Everybody say prophesy. Now, the emphasis tonight is on love and prophecy. Now, I want you to turn one more passage, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. I want to read this one out of the New Living Translation, Matthew 22, and go down to verse 36. Matthew 22 and verse 36, if you're there, say amen. If you need a minute, say wait. We're there. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must Love. Everybody say love. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor. Everybody say love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Wow, if you've ever felt overwhelmed by the rules in the Bible, listen, all you really got to do is memorize two. Love God, love people. Love God and love people. He says that all of the law and all of the prophets are based on those two commandments. That makes it easy for us, doesn't it? I don't know, but we're going to try. It's hard to love people sometimes, but we're going to try. The Lord's going to help us. Amen? Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord's hand on this time as we open his word. Mighty God, I just thank you for your hand upon our lives and upon this word. We ask you to speak to our hearts and to change our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We invite you. Lord, speak to us, correct us, bring us in line, mighty God. If we're, if we're disjointed, if we're, if we're on the wrong page, if we're not in right relationship with you, Lord, we ask you to help us this evening. We want to be a people that love, and we want to be a people that operate in your power and your gifts. And so we ask you to help us, O oh Lord, in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody say, amen. You may be seated. feel like I'm far away from you guys. Do I feel far away? Oh, my wife is saying it's okay. Well, there is a prerequisite for prophecy. How many of you desire to, for the Lord to use you authentically in the gift of prophecy? Uh, I sure do. I want to grow deeper in it. I want to excel in this. But the prerequisite for prophecy is love. I had you repeat it already, so I'm not going to have you do it again. But I, I want to just pull out three points that are here in what Jesus instructed us uh, concerning love. Uh, you'll notice, first of all, we are instructed, according to Jesus, to love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and all of your mind. We're to love the Lord. You understand, that is the greatest commandment you and I can walk in, is to Love the Lord. And I know this is like real elementary, but it's important for us to check our hearts. 
And even in this time of fasting and prayer, uh, how many understand we can, we can kind of get in this mode? And Dr. Morocco gave us a wonderful reminder. How many of you watched his State of the Church address uh, this last weekend? Uh, if you haven't seen it, we showed it on Sunday night. Uh, uh, you need to make sure and go back and watch it. I think I'm going to make a whole series out of his one message that he preached. But one of the things that he highlighted, and this was so true. How many of you have ever heard the statement, it's not religion, it's a relationship? How many of you have ever heard that? And I agree with that statement. But the problem is we, even as Pentecostals, as spirit-filled believers, we can get into these kind of religious uh, trends, if you will. How many know? It's easy, like Okay, I'm going to the prayer meeting, and this is how I do. This is where I sit when I come to church on Thursday and on Sunday. This is what I do, and this is what I don't do. And we can all, even in a spirit-filled environment, kind of get into routines where it becomes more about doing rather than, Lord, you understand, like, every day is an adventure with my wife. Um, It's good to set routines, and we have certain things that we do. I love the fact that Every morning she brings me a cup of coffee. That's one routine that I can just, uh, boy, if I didn't have that, I would be a mean person from the very beginning of the day. And she knows that. So there's certain things that we do as routine, but, you know, I always make sure and thank her every time she does that. There's a relational component, but how many know if our entire life was just, you know, at this time, we do this, and then we do this, and on this day, we do this. I mean, some of that's okay, but every once in a while, it's just wonderful to have some adventure. What are we going to do today and to, to do something new that we've never tried before? And that's relationship. And I believe God wants to be the very same way with us. This is what it is to, to walk in relationship with him. So our first priority is to love the Lord. And then it says actually how we're to love him with all of our heart. Everybody say heart. You know, that's really when the Bible says heart, it's talking about kind of the seat of your emotions. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but in Hebrew culture. Now, we say heart, right? Uh, You know, when you're expressing your love towards somebody, you say, I love you with all of my heart, right? Or you say, you know, I've really got a heart for whatever, something that you're passionate about. Or we say, I'm asking Jesus to come into my heart. And we understand what all of those things mean. But did you know, in Hebrew culture, in the culture that Jesus was living in, in the culture of the Old Testament, did you know that the seat of the emotions was not the heart? Does anybody know what the seat of the emotions was in Hebrew culture? Oh, some of us got it. The bowels. Everybody say bowels. Now, this is true, man. In fact, if you dig into the original language, in a lot of the Psalms where it's translated heart, it's actually, in the original language, bowels. Uh, we translate it that way because we understand. And so now Ryan's looking at me confused. I know, because you begin to think about love songs, and it just doesn't have the same ring. You know, baby, I love you with all of my bowels. Right? You move me. You know, it would take on a real gross meaning if, if you're talking that way. But, but how many understand, like, you can actually relate to it if you think about it. How many of you have ever felt butterflies when somebody walks into the room or they, they call you on the phone or whatever? You get butterflies. What is that? You're something in your 
bowels, to put it very uneloquently, is being stirred, isn't it? It's just, uh, how many of you have been nervous in a, in a moment to, to, to be with somebody or to, you know, maybe you got to share something on stage and all of a sudden, oh, oh my, my stomach kind of hurts right now, right? We, we understand. We feel that right here. Or maybe you've had that moment of conviction where the Lord begins to, to, to tug on you. We'll say tug on your heart, but in reality, what do you feel? You feel something stirring in your gut. i got to get down there right now. Or maybe a moment where the Holy Ghost comes on you in a powerful way. Uh, uh, I don't know how you experience it. More, more often than not, I feel like a fire just begin to stir on the inside of me. Even Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And so, so understand, when he says that, that we're to love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our bowels. This is really something that from the very core of your emotions and what you feel, that's how we're supposed to be loving the Lord. It's not just a generic expression of faith. It's not just actions that we take, even though both of those are very important. But our heart, our emotions from the very core of our being should be engaged in the way that we love the Lord. Do you love Jesus like that? I mean, if you don't, then tonight would be a good time to re-engage. This season of fasting and prayer would be a wonderful time to say, Lord, I, I, I do, I give you all of my heart. I give you from the very seat of my emotions, I give you everything. In fact, he says that we are to love the Lord with all of our heart, that's our emotions, with all of our soul. Now, in this context, that word soul actually means our everything. With our very life, with everything we can offer, I, I love you, Lord. Do you love the Lord that way? Again, this is not only the greatest commandment, but 1 Corinthians 14.1 says that we are to, yes, desire spiritual gifts, but we're also supposed to pursue love. This love that I'm talking about is a prerequisite for prophecy. If you don't love the Lord, you should not be trying to prophesy. If you don't love people, this is my second point I'm going to get into in a moment. If you don't love people, you should be not trying to prophesy over people. You understand? So we need the Lord to help us. And then he says to, to love him with all of our mind. I actually felt a little convicted over this fast, you know, I really try and model what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14. I think it's verse 8. I wrote it down. Oh, 15. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Um, he says, pray with your spirit and pray with your understanding. And then a couple verses later, he says in verse 18 that he prays in tongues more than all of you. He's telling a church, I pray in tongues more than everyone. And I've kind of made it my personal goal. I want to pray in tongues more than anybody in our church. And so uh, I don't know if you guys make a regular practice of praying in tongues, but I've really tried to up that in my walk with the Lord over this last season. But I kind of felt convicted, and let me tell you why. I began to notice that a majority of my prayer time when I, that I spend with the Lord. It doesn't matter if I'm in my quiet time, if I'm before a service, if, uh, you know, in, in my personal time, if I'm riding on my motors. This is one of my favorite things to do. I'm riding down the road on my Harley, and I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm sure that people on the road can hear me as I'm going down the street. And, uh, 
And I do. I want to pray in tongues more than all of you, but I felt convicted that I spend way more time praying in tongues than I do my understanding. Meaning I pray in tongues, but I don't spend as much time engaging my mind and praying intentionally specific things that I ought to. And again, I I spend time in prayer, but I felt challenged of the Lord. I need to spend more time praying, not just in the Holy Ghost, but in my understanding. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We need to take time. Lord, I mean really to dialogue with him. Lord, you pray in the Spirit and you kind of get the heart of God, but then you engage in your understanding. And you talk specifically to God about particular things. We need to make declarations. We need to engage him. I mean, do you ever just take time to really thank God? God, you're so good because you have done this and you've done this and God, your hand is on this and I I watch you here and being intentional to engage the Lord like that, guys, it's huge. It's huge. And, And if I can just cheer you on to do anything, that would be one area to really begin to engage the Lord. Now, we're going to practice that a little bit later on before we move into kind of prophetic ministry and some corporate time. We're going to take some time to pray in the Holy Ghost and to pray with our understanding. Does that sound okay to you? All right. Now, the second thing that Jesus said, the greatest commandment is we are to love your neighbor. Everybody say, love your neighbor. That's a prerequisite to prophesy. We must love, desire spiritual gifts, pursue love. What does that look like? I don't think it's a mistake, friend, that 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we see the gifts of the Spirit outlined. Have you ever noticed that? 1 Corinthians 12 is where the nine gifts of the Spirit are outlined. Then 1 Corinthians 14 is the entire chapter about tongues and prophecy, right? It's where I preach out of almost every Thursday night because the whole thing is about tongues and prophecy. But you'll notice that starts on the gifts, it skips a chapter in chapter 13, and then it moves back into the gifts. Well, what's that one chapter about? Love. First Corinthians, in fact, I want you to turn there in your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I'm going to turn there in my own Bible. Because this is a test we ought to run ourselves through pretty often. And look at verse 4. Again, I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. Some of you might wonder, Pastor, have you changed translations? Every year when I read the Bible, I switch translations. This year I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Last year I was reading out of the New King James. This year I'm reading out of the New Living. I don't know why I told you that, but... That's just what I do. So uh, 1 Corinthians 13, and look at verse 4. Now think about this. Does your prophecy, does your healing ministry, does your encouraging, your preaching, does it look like this? Love is patient. Now just pause. Have you ever given a prophecy out of frustration? You don't have to answer that out loud. But have you ever shared something over somebody? This person is being such a knucklehead, they just don't get it, and so I'm going to give them the word of the Lord. Again, don't answer that. If that is the heart in which you have approached that prophetic word, I'm telling you it's a wrong heart. 
Because love is patient. Listen, they're a knucklehead, but I'm going to love them through it. You understand? And yes, you encourage them in the prophetic, but love is patient. Love is kind. Everybody say kind. Does your prophecy come off as kind? Have you ever met a kind person? Have you ever met a kind person? I mean, go talk to Joel over here. Joel's a kind person. You just spend about 30 seconds with him. You can tell he's a, he's a kind person. He's a gentle person. I've never heard a violent or, or mean word out of his mouth. And, and, uh, and I've had some good conversations with him. I've had moments where he could have complained to me. You know, he's got things in his life. You know, Gavin, he's a kind person. I mean, just look at him. He's a kind person. And I could go around this room. I mean, we got, we got some kind people. We ought to carry that into our prophetic ministry. We ought to carry that into healing ministry. Again, this is, there's a reason this is right in the middle of this conversation about the gifts of the Spirit. This is what the gifts are supposed to look like. It is not jealous. Don't ever look and say, boy, I should have that gift instead of that person. I've been more committed to the Lord. I've been walking with the Lord longer than that guy has. I, I ought to have that gift. I ought to be. No, 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 no. You desire spiritual gifts, but you understand where jealousy, where envy, it begins to, well, I want what they have. They don't deserve that. That's where we step into sin. Now, I watch people like Nathan Morris. I hear prophets like Gustavo Paez, and there's something in me that's like, I want to do that. I want to operate in that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But it's not, a, it's not a jealousy thing. I don't want their ministry. I don't desire their gift. I'm not looking for their position. But there are things that stir me and say, God, I want, I want to see that kind of response when I pray for people. Lord, I want to see miracles break out. I want that level of clarity. Oh, my goodness, you guys. On, what was it, Monday? I think it was Monday night with Nathan Morris. He's there in the altars. And he gets a specific name for somebody who's hiding in the crow's nest. I mean, it was the most insane thing. And then he gives a prophetic word. I know the guy who he called out. He gives a prophetic word outlining the very details of this guy's life and some of the challenges that he's going back and forth with. And we even talked to him after the service. Some of the conversations he had right before that meeting are the exact things that came out of the evangelist that night. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, that's awesome. Here's a guy who's feeling like he's no good to the Lord, but the Lord saw him and highlighted him. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, I want to get people's names like that. I want the Lord to use me to encourage somebody who feels like they're worth nothing to the Lord. Is anybody with me on that? Oh, that's love. That's love. It's not jealous. It's not boastful. So listen, friend. <laughs> This is why I like, I try and silence the kind of conversation that's like, you know, I have the gift of healing. I healed them. I, I did this. And the minute I'm hearing I and me kind of talk, you've strayed from love. Our testimonies as we share, and we should share about the things that the Lord is doing. But it should cause us to stand in awe of God and what he is doing and not like, wow, what a wonderful man. You're hearing me today. And so we don't boast about the way that we're being used. It's not proud. It is not rude. Love is not irritable. Oh, my goodness. 
Anybody ever get irritated by obnoxious displays of what they call the spirit? Uh, it's not irritable. So anyway, we'll move on. Uh, it keeps no record of wrong. It does not rejoice in injustice, but it rejoices when truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. It endures through every circumstance. And if you jump down to verse 13, the last verse here, three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is what? So, as we operate in the gifts, we need to always be sure that we're operating in love. Well, how do I know what that looks like? Do you just look at 1 Corinthians 13 and run through that list? Am I these things? Do I look like this? And if you're not, this is not to condemn us, but that's where you go back to the Lord and say, Lord, help me be patient. Lord, help me be an advocate for truth. Lord, help me with my pride. Or, well, I was boastful in that moment. Lord, forgive me. You understand? So, now... If you don't have a love for the person you're attempting to prophesy over, keep your mouth shut. That's a good rule, huh? So we're going to, tonight we'll take some time to prophesy over one another. You don't go after the person that you're angry and frustrated with, and boy, I'm just going to straighten them out now. There's a wrong heart. But if love is moving in you and you want to be an encouragement to somebody, do you love the person that you're trying to minister over? Amen. Now, here's, here's the last one. So, first of all, we're to, these are, this is a great command, the prerequisite for prophecy. We're to love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and all of our mind. We are to love our neighbor, but number three, you say, well, isn't that the entire commandment, the great commandment? Number three, does anybody know what it is? We are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. I'm going to challenge some of you now. Most of you have only ever heard the two great commandments, love God and love others. There's a third component there, as you love yourself. Now, on the one hand, how many know um, we're pretty good at loving ourselves most of the time? It's easy for us to be selfish, it's easy for us to consider our needs over others. And Jesus encourages us, listen, the way you love yourself and consider yourself, love other people that way. But can I just challenge us? I know we have watched over these last now two years going on three, we've watched depression and suicide. We've watched hopelessness all skyrocket over this last season. And I would submit to you, while there is a sense in which we all know how to love ourselves, and we need to be sure to extend that to others, there's also a sense in which we can all grow in the way we love ourselves. Do you agree with that? We can all love ourselves more than what we do. Now, I'm not talking about like, I'm so wonderful, and I'm, so, I'm not talking about proud, boastful. No, we just put those things in check in the love category, you understand. But there is a sense in which we need to know who we are in Jesus Christ. In fact, I would tell you, most of our insecurities come when we find our identity in anything other than God. 
Do I need to say that again? Our insecurities come when we find our identity in anything other than God. It's not how much money you have in the bank. It's not about who you've got standing by your side. It's not about the title that you have or the job that you get. If you find your identity in any of those things, friend, there's a time where all of those things will change, where they will stop, where they will fail. And if you're not firmly rooted in your identity in Jesus Christ, you're going to struggle. The root. How are we going to love people if we don't even know how God loves us? How are you going to see the potential in somebody else? Have expectancy for a high and holy call on somebody else's life when you don't even feel that about yourself? Do you think your words are going to carry weight over somebody else when you don't even believe it for yourself? We are to love the Lord all our heart, all our mind, and all of our soul. We are to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. You'll notice before Jesus moved into ministry, you can read about this in Matthew chapter 3, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus entered the waters of baptism. There's a number of reasons that he did that, but two things that I noticed happened. One, the Holy Spirit came upon him. How many know we all need to have the Holy Ghost in our lives? We all need the power of God on our lives. But then there was a declaration that came from his father. Not only was there power, but there was an affirmation of identity. The Lord released identity over his son. This is what he said. This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Not only did he receive an endowment of power to do the ministry that laid before him, because he hadn't done any miracles, he hadn't preached any messages yet, but he received power when the Spirit of God came upon him. And then the Father affirmed his identity. You're a son, and I love you, and I am pleased with you even though he hadn't done any ministry or preaching yet. Think about that. You are my son, and I love you, and I am pleased with you. One of the ways that we're going to grow in our love for one another and our love for God is by having that affirmation. Jacob. You're my son, and I love you, and I'm pleased with you. Jeff, the word of the Lord over your life. You are my son, and I love you, and I am pleased with you. Tabitha, the word of the Lord over your life. You are my daughter, and I love you, and I am pleased with you. Do you get it? Minister Rylin. I don't know if the Lord addresses you as minister, but we'll go with it. You are my son, and I love you, and I am pleased with you. 
I want you to find one person next to you. Find somebody. Everybody, just somebody. You don't have to get up. You don't have to. Find somebody next to you, okay? Get somebody next to you. And I want you to declare, this is the word of the Lord for you. Come on. Some of you do this right now. This is the word of the Lord for you. Say their name. Mariah. Gabriel. You are my son, my daughter. I love you. I am pleased with you. Come on, make sure that goes both ways right now. Listen, I don't care if you're a young person, if you're a senior citizen. Come on, you do this right now. That's the word of the Lord over us. You are my son. You are my daughter. I love you. I am pleased with you. Hallelujah. You know, that's a word that you can carry anywhere you go. Anywhere you go. Jesus had done nothing for the Father yet, but yet he affirmed, you're my son, and I love you, and I'm pleased with you. Now, what we're going to do, Minister Rylan, would you come and just hop on the piano here? We're going we're gonna to move into a time of ministry in a moment. But I want to I wanna take us back. In fact, can we all just stand in the room right now? And what we're going to do is uh, before we prophesy over anybody else tonight, I am going to challenge us to prophesy over ourselves. Um, we're going to spend a moment and we're going to we're going to stir ourselves in our most holy faith. I'm going to ask us in, a, in just a moment to begin to pray with our spirit, to begin to pray with tongues. And we're going to spend about 30 seconds to a minute. We're not going to spend a lot of time in that. But it's going to give us a sense of what the Lord would declare over us. And if you've never received your prayer language, if you've never prayed in tongues, this is a wonderful time to ask the Lord to do that. Um, but then I'm going to ask us to begin to make declarations out loud over ourselves we're not going to be asking the Lord for things but we're going to be speaking things and it'll sound something like this Jacob you are a man of God you are a loving husband you are a you are a great father you are the head and you are not the tail. You are walking in the blessing and the favor of God. Jacob, you, and, and we're going to make declarations over ourselves that sounds like that. Because if we can't have God's heart and his expectancy that he's declaring good things over us, how are we going to carry authority when we speak over other people's lives? You understand? Now, with the music playing, listen, you're watching online. Uh, I want you to participate in this too. You're, you're driving down the road. You keep your eyes open. That's fine. When you're watching in your home, we're going to begin to stir ourselves up right now. We're going to take just a moment and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And when I tell you, uh, we're going to begin to speak words over ourselves. Are you ready? Are you ready? Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. We just ask you to come and to fill us in this place. Come on, just begin to stir yourselves up. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Holy Lord, 
Come on, if you've never received that prayer language right now, just ask him for it and begin to open your mouth. Begin to let those, those one, that wonderful heavenly language begin to flow in and through you right now. Holy Lord, Holy Lord, we welcome you. Come on, come on, stir it up right now. Open your mouth right now. Hallelujah. Come on, we're just getting into that breakthrough place right now. Begin to stir it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Lord, Holy Lord, Hey Lord. Okay, now I want you to begin to speak over yourself. I want you to begin to make declarations of faith over yourself. Now is not the time to pray in the Spirit. Now we're going to begin to pray with our understanding. Make declarations over your life right now. Come on, use your words. You are, I am a man of God. I am a person of integrity. I am an honest individual. I am a good father. I am a good husband in the name of Jesus. I expect promotion and increase in advance coming into my life quickly in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I declare that I will lay hands on sick people and see them recover. And that at a word, Almighty God, that even demons will flee and demons will tremble in Jesus' name. Oh, I declare over myself, I am the head. I am the, not the tail. I am the first. I am not the last. I am walking in your favor in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, I declare over myself, oh, freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom to do your will. Freedom to walk at, uh, free from condemnation. Oh, I am a person of joy. I am a person of peace in the name of Jesus. I am a person who is abiding and carrying your presence, almighty God. Oh, I am a person that is marked by your anointing in the name of Jesus. I'm an individual. Oh Lord, that your words are upon my mouth and in a moment, mighty God, you will begin to flow through me in the name of Jesus. Oh mighty God, I thank you. You've given me vision for my children, vision for the church, vision for my family, vision in the workplace, oh mighty God. Come on, y'all not be done yet. Make declarations over yourself in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will be a people that prophesy. We will be a people of power in the Holy Ghost. We will be a people marked by your presence in Jesus' name. Lord, we declare and we release the will and the intentions of Almighty God. Oh, we are a people, Lord, who will destroy the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will see your kingdom come and your will done right here on the earth, just as it is in heaven. Oh, we make these declarations and we stand in faith in who you are, almighty God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is something that we need to do on a regular basis. How many of you, how many of you felt, wow, man, that was, that was awesome to make declarations like that. How many of you felt like, man, that was kind of a challenge for me to speak stuff like that over my life? It's kind of hard sometimes. We need to begin to view ourselves through the eyes of the Father. That He loves you. That He's pleased with you. You are His beloved son or daughter in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Wow. Well, I'm sweating here. I don't know if it's the anointing or if it's just, is anybody else hot? <laughs> I, I prayed myself hot. Oh, man. Oh. Lord, I ask across this room right now that you would begin to activate the gifts of your spirit. That you'd begin to activate, Lord, prophecy in tongues in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Lord, it's my earnest desire in this time of fasting and prayer that you would move us into, into deeper, into new realms in the anointing in Jesus' name. Almighty God. Almighty God. Mighty God. Fill our hunger. Fill our hunger in Jesus' name. Almighty God. Mighty God. Yeah. Jesus. The Bible says that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. The Lord will fill you in accordance to your hunger. Are you hungry for the Lord? Are you hungry for the Lord? Are you hungry for the Lord? God, we ask you, stir our hunger in Jesus' name. Stir our hunger, stir our expectancy in Jesus' name. May we never be content with where we are and what we've attained. Lord, always keep us in a place of hunger in Jesus' name. Baptize us with hunger. Give us a hunger for your spirit. Give us a hunger for the deep of the Lord. Give us a hunger for the deep of the Lord. Oh, mighty God, that we would not be satisfied with anything that the world could offer us. There's no recognition. There's no fame. There's no inheritance. There's, no, there's nothing that this world could offer that will satisfy us. But Lord, we determine even tonight to set our gaze and our affection on you. 
move us into a place of greater hunger that we may be filled that we may be filled in Jesus name in Jesus name Hallelujah. Kama, I, I just want to encourage you. You are probably the hungriest youth that I've ever met in my life. Don't ever lose your hunger. Don't ever lose your hunger. I want to be able to look at you when you're 40 years old and say he's still hungry for the things of the Lord. He's still the hungriest person that I know. Because whether you know or whether you recognize it or not, your sheer hunger for the Lord, it's contagious. It's contagious. There's people like, what's gotten into that young man? Everywhere I go, it's amazing. We're on Maui. Everywhere we go, there's people who already know you and know that you're hungry for the Lord. Don't ever lose that. Don't ever lose it. It is a gift from God, whether you know it or not. Keep that hunger. Stir that hunger. Oh, mighty God, I just do. I ask that you would, Lord, move comma into a deeper realm of your hunger. By the Spirit of God, in the Lord, according to your word, that as he hungers after you, as he thirsts after you, Lord, you will fill him. You will fill him in the name of Jesus. You will fill him in Jesus' name. Fill his hunger. Fill his hunger. Fill him to overflowing, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, help us to hunger. Help us never to be satisfied. Help us never to be satisfied in the name of Jesus. Almighty God. Almighty God. Lord, I just ask for a fresh baptism of your fire to just begin to move across this room even right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you're hungry, you just ask the Lord, fill you. If you're hungry, ask the Lord to fill you. Ask Him to pour out His anointing over your life even right now. Come on, if you hunger and thirst, you will be filled in the name of Jesus. Oh, mighty God, I ask you, fill. I ask you to fill by your Spirit, O oh Lord. Fill by your Spirit. Baptize our heart with fire in Jesus' name. Baptize our heart with fire in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, the fire that purifies, that fire that cleanses, that fire that empowers in Jesus' name. Would you pour it out? Come on. If you're hungry, the Lord will fill you. If you're content, if you're full, that's all you're going to have. But if you're hungry, the Lord will fill you. If you're hungry, the Lord will fill you. Lord, stir our hunger tonight in Jesus' name. Kirabashoto. Shorabasi kiyalamandasa. 
Mighty God, increase our capacity. I'm asking, Lord, for new wineskins in the name of Jesus, a greater capacity to carry your presence and your glory in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, that you would fill. I ask that you would fill in the name of Jesus. Out of our bellies, rivers of living water. Out of our bellies, rivers of living water. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Stir our hunger. Stir our faith in Jesus' name. Oh, mighty God. Oh, we pray. God, new levels in the anointing. New wineskins, mighty God. Greater capacity to carry your glory. Oh, I pray glory. I pray glory. I pray glory in Jesus' name. Oh, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Fill, 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 fill. More, more, more. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, increase. Increase your anointing. Fill by your Spirit, Almighty God. More. More, Lord. More, Lord. In the name of Jesus. More, mighty God. All filled. All filled by your Spirit in Jesus' name. Come, O Lord. Come, O Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joel, I, I feel the word of the Lord. There's going to be moments where the Lord puts it in your heart to actually travel to different locations on this island and to begin to prophesy over regions, over districts, over areas. Places that have been steeped in darkness. Things have been consumed by idolatry and by the works of the enemy. The Lord is going to put it in your heart, a specific location in different times and seasons for you to go as an Ezekiel to prophesy and to begin to preach, to prophesy to the breath and prophesy to the bones, things that are in the ground that the Lord has planted and have been established. And the Lord is going to use you to literally begin to release life in those regions and area and prophesy the, the, the rising up of God's armies in different areas. Mighty God, I pray that you would raise up not only a mighty prophet, but a powerful intercessor in the name of Jesus. That mighty God, you would use him, Lord. That you would use him, Lord, to release the word and the will of the Lord. That we'll see principalities and powers literally crumble in the name of Jesus. As your word comes forward, Lord, you will confirm it and you will do it. Almighty God. I just hear, I hear the word over you. It's kind of funny, but I just hear the word, buckle up. Buckle up. Because I feel like God's going to, you're going to have some wild experiences. There were moments in Ezekiel, he is like picked up by his beard and dropped in different areas. And you're going to have, you're going to have moments like that where it's like, God, this is mind boggling. What are you doing? There's a mighty prophetic gift. Stir it up and obey when he puts his assignments on your life. Hallelujah. 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 Mighty God. Gavin, I just looked at you and I, 
and I saw, I just saw like a, a multitude of people that were gathered around you. It was like a, it was like an open air crusade kind of meeting, but, but there's, there's something very particular and something very unique. The crowd that was gathered around you was children. It was children. It was young people. And I believe the Lord is going to use you not just to entertain, not just to pacify while the adults have real church, but God is putting a burden. God is releasing an anointing in your life to literally steward an outpouring of the Spirit that's going to touch children. It's going to touch young people. You're going to have moments where, where children are going to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I see even teams uh, that you're taking young people two and three at a time, that you're going into areas where, where people are sick, where people are struggling, and they've been to miracle meetings, but the moment that a child who has sat under your ministry lays hands on them, we're going to watch miracles break forth. Walk in that anointing. Walk in the burden that the Lord has placed upon your life. Release what God has put on the inside of you. Mighty God, I pray that you would give him eyes to see what you desire to release in him and through him. Let him see with his faith what one day he will see with his eyes. Let him see with his faith what he will one day see with his eyes. God, I pray even right now, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, give him eyes to see and ears to hear what your spirit is speaking in Jesus' name. Out of his belly begin to flow rivers, rivers of living water rivers of living water let it spring forth like a geyser on the inside of him and let it flow through him almighty god increase your anointing give him vision give him vision in jesus name in jesus name hallelujah Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> um, I know you're kneeling in the back there, and I'm not going to walk all the way back, but my sister, in the, you're wearing a, a red sweatshirt. Um, I almost went over and greeted you, but I, I, I didn't want to hear anything about you because I knew that the Lord had a word for you, and I, I didn't want to know you before I began to speak. But I saw... I saw like records. Um, you ever look and you've seen like platinum albums, best-selling albums, and I don't know if you're into music, um, but I felt like I, I didn't feel necessarily that you were going to be 
a musician or a worship leader. And if you are one of those things, that's fine. But I actually felt like God was going to use you to be instrumental in like music production. Um, to actually like pull together artists, maybe even on an administrative level, to pull together the right minds and musicians to, to put together like multi-platinum albums that God was going to use you almost in like a business sense to uh, release music and, and sounds to individuals. Uh, so you just stay back there under the glory, but I, I want to hear afterwards if, if that bears witness with you at all. The Lord's going to use you. Hallelujah. 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 Take us deeper, Lord. Take us deeper, Lord. Take us deeper, Lord. Take us deeper, Lord. Take us deeper. Hmm. We're going to We're going to go through an exercise right now. And it's going to require all of our participation. On this theme of making declarations about ourselves, I'm going to pray right now that God would reveal to you or bring back to your remembrance a crazy dream that you've had. Like, you know when you're a kid and you're just like, you know, everybody's just confident. I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be a pro professional, uh, you know, ball player. I'm going to, you know, we, nobody dreams small dreams when they're children, right? Why, why do we lose that? I want, I'm going to pray that the Lord would bring to our remembrance or maybe even birth something new. That's just a, man, this is far out. I'll tell you what mine is, okay? early in my walk with the Lord. I've always believed for, for crusades and things like that, but one thing that I'm holding out for, you want to know what my crazy expectation is? I will see the dead raised. That's my crazy dream. I am going to, if you ever have someone drop dead that you know, Pastor, the ambulance will be here in 30 minutes. Can you get here before that? Call me, please. I'm going to come. That's my crazy dream. I'm going to see the dead raised. I'm going to. I want to know what the crazy vision is, the crazy dream that's in your heart. And I'm going to ask you, the same person that you turned to a moment ago, and you made that declaration, you're my son, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. I want you to find that same person. I'm going to pray and ask the Lord to reveal something to us, but I want you to say something. Are you with me? You got it? Lord, I ask all across this room, give us 
crazy dreams. May we be a people. We don't have a low expectancy over our lives, but Lord, we've got an expectancy. You're going to use us to do incredible things, world-shaking things. Lord, give us back that childlike faith that's so easy for us to lose. Give us back that childlike faith, Almighty God, where we used to dream dreams and we used to, we used to believe big. Lord, bring us back to that place. Show us, Lord, what was the dream that you planted in our heart that at one time we believed and maybe we've let go of. Or maybe we still believe it, but we don't dig in the way that we used to for it. God, bring that back to our remembrance. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, what I want you to do, this is how we're going to do it. So, I, I don't know if this is, but like Ryan, I want you to share with with Makani, and then Makani, you're going to pray for him that he's going to see what he declares to you. And then Makani, you're going to share with Ryan what it is that your crazy dream is, and then Ryan's going to pray for you that the Lord's going to do it. Does that make sense? Now, you don't have to take, you know, 10 minutes on this, but right now, I want you to find somebody, just one-on-one. -on -one. I would prefer men with men, women with women, but okay, but my wife just came and sat down. So maybe scrap that. Just go, just share with somebody. Okay. Everybody pair up. Listen, if you're watching online, you do this too. If you're watching with somebody, you do this, or uh, maybe even just put it in the comment section right there. And you tell somebody what your crazy dream is. Hallelujah. And then you pray for them. 